Welcome to Be All You Are, a midlife awakening podcast. I'm your host, Kena Paranjape, the founder of All You Are, a women's lifestyle brand, an entrepreneur, writer, and mother. This podcast is all about stepping into all you are. It's about reconnecting to your inner voice so you can hear the whispers of your true desires and cultivate the courage to create the life that is meant for you. Your dreams are your soul's voice. They are worth your time and attention. Now head out on that solo walk or settle into a cozy spot with a favorite beverage and join me. I can't wait to meet you. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Be All You Are. As I am recording this, it is Sunday morning. I'm sitting at my desk. The sun is shining through the window. I was up early this morning because we are leaving for Miami um, today. And so, you know, all the things that keep your mind busy when you are leaving on a trip. But I'm really looking forward to spending a week with my daughter and my sister and her family. Um, So I'm feeling especially light on this Sunday morning as I record this, although you will be hearing it on Wednesday. February has been a busy month. Um, It's, you know, there's Valentine's Day for the kids and then there's my birthday and um, I hosted a week-long workshop earlier this week, uh, sorry, earlier this month. And just this past Friday, I hosted a workshop at a beautiful event um, called the Gather Society. It's an event, an in real life event that was held here in Toronto at the Park Hyatt Hotel. And it was organized by my friend Erin Bins, along with two of her friends. And they created the most wonderful experience. And I had the opportunity to lead a workshop on courage um, to 60 women, both women in the corporate world and entrepreneurs. Um, in in the same room together. And it was just so wonderful to connect and have real conversations and all in this very beautiful, elevated um, and, you know, elegant environment. And it just reminded me of how important it is to connect with people in real life and, you know, to go out there and hug and have, you know, vulnerable conversations. And it was just you know, really a beautiful, beautiful event. Um, If you want to see a little bit more about what happened at that event, you can connect with me on Instagram um, at Kena, K-E-N-A underscore all you are. And we can connect there. And I posted a little reel about the event if you want to get inspired. This week, because it was my birthday this month, uh, a couple weeks ago, I sent out a Actually, a couple of weeks ago, that was five days ago. My birthday was five days ago. <laughs> I sent out uh, to my newsletter list 48 things that I've learned in 48 years. And um, the catch is, though, that I didn't write this list at 48. I actually unearthed a blog post that I'd written in 2011 when I first started my blog that was called In Life and in Fashion. It was a blog that I started when I was in a job that I did not love. And my husband was really sick and we had just moved back from California to Toronto. And I needed something that was just for me. 
And that blog really became the thing that was just for me. I would compose whole posts in my head on the commute to and from work. I'd wake up early in the morning before work to write them. And it just became such a joy for me, but it also opened so many doors that again, you can only see in hindsight. You know, I met my, um, my business partner, Jen, who, you know, we started a business called Bricka together. I met her because of that blog. She started reading it and reached out to me and, you know, just beyond that, there are so many things that, um, it taught me about myself and what was possible and, um, just opened up a whole new world for me. So I just want to remind you that if there's something that you feel called to do and you're like, oh, but it's not productive or I don't see where this will lead me. Listen, just follow that, that nudge, follow the nudge. It will lead you somewhere and it doesn't matter whether you can see it or not. Just the process of pouring yourself into something you love is enough. It's enough on its own, but I guarantee you there's upside as well that you cannot predict. So today, I promise you I am not going to go through my 48 lessons because that would be a very long episode, and maybe I could break it into parts, but for today, I decided that I was going to share eight, eight of the lessons, the most powerful lessons that I've learned in my 48 years Um, and what's crazy is that I identified some of these things back in 2011 when I was 35 years old and I realized that they, like they have been what have allowed me to grow, what have allowed me to thrive and heal from a lot of trauma in my life are these eight things. Um, and so there was something so wonderful about looking back that many years And seeing that I had that wisdom and that wisdom has guided me through so much. And also it really um, helped solidify for me the work that I'm doing now because I have been a student of how to live a beautiful life for as long as I can remember. And I thought that I've only recently become a teacher of it, but I've been a teacher of how to live a beautiful, fulfilling, you know, love-filled life for decades. And that felt extremely validating because it's not about, again, what's on my LinkedIn profile. It's about who I am and why I feel I'm here. And I feel that I say that because I want you to reflect on the same for yourself. You know, there's the things that you've done, but Who are you and why do you feel you are here? All right, let's dive into these eight things that I learned over 48 years that are timeless, that are will be supportive to you no matter where you are in your life right now. Um, However things look, whatever challenges you're facing, whether they are um, challenges that you have no control over or whether they are challenges that you are openly embracing at this stage of your life. So let's dive in. Okay, so the first lesson is to remember that you always have a choice. So often in situations, we feel like things are happening to us, that we have no control, but 
you always have a choice. Even when you feel backed into a corner, you have a choice, right? So what I want you to remember is this, is when you catch yourself complaining about something, remember this little acronym, C-L-A. You can C, change it. You can L, leave it, leave the situation, or you can accept it. A is for accept it. In any given situation in our lives, we have a choice. We can choose to make a change within the situation, right? We can choose to leave the situation um, or we can accept it as it is. And if we can evaluate any challenges that way, then we take back control. And instead of feeling helpless or hopeless, we know that we get to choose. And honestly, this applies to anything in life. I think, you know, if you're in a relationship that's challenging um, or at a job that you don't love, this is truly what it comes down to. And so instead of feeling like this sense of being trapped, it's knowing that you have the agency to choose and to actively choose one of those things so that you know, you know, like maybe you're at a point where you need to just accept your job for what it is because of other needs that you have in your life. Um, so, you know, for me, I, when I was going through my husband's illness all those years, um, I knew I couldn't leave it. There were things about it that I could change, like boundaries I could put in place and ways that I could support myself. And then I also had to choose to accept a lot of it because there was so much that I couldn't, um, I couldn't change, right? Or I couldn't um, affect because they were things outside of me. So the first lesson is to know that you always have a choice. And those three choices are to change the situation, leave it, or accept it in any situation. The second lesson is give yourself time to feel bad. <laughs> I sometimes say to the women in my group, because you know we, as ambitious, driven women, we tend to be focused on productivity. And so the way I frame it up is this. Feeling your feelings is the most productive thing you can do. When you don't feel your feelings, if when you don't allow them to come up and out and process them, guess what? They don't disappear. They just go under the surface and then they start to um, grow and bubble up until you know they burst. And then you are now dealing with your feelings at a whole other level. And so allow yourself to feel what you feel. You know, I shared this story once because my partner. I, you know, something hadn't gone well and I was feeling very frustrated. And he said, you know, well, just put yourself in their shoes. And I said, no, actually, I'm not ready to do that. I don't want to put myself in their shoes. I'm in my shoes and I am frustrated and I'm upset and I'm angry. And he laughed and I laughed with him, but it's true, right? Like don't automatically put yourself in their shoes. Like be in your shoes first. And then there will become a time where you're ready to look at it from, from their shoes. So 
Don't beat yourself up when you feel whatever you feel. Don't judge what you feel. You may feel angry at someone and one and feel like, well, I shouldn't feel angry. No, you feel angry. Just allow for that and you'll understand what it means with time. Um, give yourself a what I like to do is I like to give myself a bit of a timeline with it though, because what you don't want to do is wallow indefinitely in those feelings, right? And again, if you find yourself doing that um, and finding it hard to pull out, then um, absolutely, you know, get the support of a therapist, um, you know, see your doctor if needed. Um, I definitely don't want to speak to you know, anything that is, um, more intense, like more intense psychological challenges or feelings. Um, but what I suggest is to give yourself a bit of a timeline, you know, give yourself an hour, an afternoon, maybe it's a full day to wallow in your negative feelings. Right. And when I say negative, um, I just mean the ones that don't make, make us feel great because in the end, it's not really about negative or positive. It's the range of emotions that we all feel in a given day. And so it's really just about the ones that don't feel great. Give yourself some time to feel them, but then decide that when you are, when that time is up, you're going to move on and do something to make yourself feel better, right? It doesn't mean that you will automatically feel better, but that you'll commit to doing something for yourself to make you feel better, whether it's to meet a friend or call a friend, go for a walk, watch something funny, you know, do something that will make you feel better. And I can't tell you how much the strategy has helped me in my life. Um, and I really feel that this is how we build resilience, right? Like we um, get comfortable with our difficult feelings. We get comfortable with feeling them. And then we have a plan for how we are going to move out of them. And that builds a lot of resilience because we know that when tough things come our way, as heavy as they feel in the moment, we know we have a way out of them. Um, and so the sense of feeling resilience is a key happiness factor in life. Um, so this is like a wonderful way to, um, really honor ourselves and our feelings, but then also move on from them. The third lesson is, and I speak about this a lot, is to pretend you are the lead actor in your own movie. Um, but with a twist, this is a movie with a happy ending. So when you are going through a challenging time or, you know, and it could be a big C challenge or small C challenge, it's hard to visualize, um, you know, where, like the happy ending. But just as we know that good times don't last forever, neither do tough times. Neither do those challenges. Like think of all the challenges that have come up in your life that you've now long overcome and don't even think about. So when you are going through those difficult times, I want you to visualize yourself as the lead actress in a movie going through that sad down and out part, right? Where the music is sad and there's like those scenes of her like lying on the couch and 
um, the classic scene of her eating from a tub of ice cream and there's chip crumbs all over her face. So I want you to, you know, visualize yourself going through that and then moving on to the next scene where, okay, she's gone back out into the world. You know, she's doing another interview or she's out for a walk and she's getting a coffee. She's like, you know, braving the world again. And then what happens next? Just around the corner, the sun is shining. The music is upbeat. She meets the guy. She gets the job. She, whatever it is. And I think that we can do that for ourselves, right? We can visualize for ourselves um, where our story is going and reminding ourselves that where we are right now is just a point in our story. So where is it going to go from here, right? There's so much um, power in that in being able to see that we get to decide where our story goes from here. So that's number three. Number four, this is a big one that I think that, you know, we should learn at a young age and don't necessarily, um, but it is don't compare your insides to other people's outsides. One of the easiest ways to focus on what we don't have is to compare ourselves to others who have what we think, you know, we want. What we don't realize, though, is that everyone is dealing with their own issues. You know, beyond the that slick Instagram profile or those happy Facebook photos or whatever it may be, people are dealing with their own challenges. And again, sometimes big C challenges like an illness in the family or a layoff or small C challenges like imposter syndrome, um, self-doubt. So just because everything seems amazing from the outside doesn't mean that inside someone is happy or fulfilled. So, you know, we wish them to be, but we don't know that for sure. So instead, focus on what you do have. Focus on being grateful for all the gifts that you have in your life, including the internal ones like resilience and strength and your ability to see um, to see things on the bright side, those things are really the greatest gifts that you can have. And then visualize what you want because you don't necessarily want what somebody else has, right? You have your own unique desires. Focus on your dream and your vision for yourself and see yourself creating that vision. Don't look to somebody else's vision. Create your own based on who you are. Because I think when we look at somebody else, we think that they've achieved this level of fulfillment and success that we want, but ours isn't going to look like theirs. So get clear on what yours looks like. Okay, I think we are on number five. Number five is cultivate and nurture your friendships. Oh, wow. When I think about the impact my friends have had on me over the years, um, it is beyond what I could have imagined. You know, I had friendships when I was young, as a child, obviously, and through high school. But the friends I've made in my 30s and 40s 
are we are connected at a whole other level. And those friends become your extended family because they know you in a way that your family may not even know you. They know who you long to become. They know um, what you dream of. They know your authentic self. And invest, so invest time in those friendships. Really take moments to tell them how grateful you are for them. You know, make plans for dinner or an early morning breakfast before work or a quick coffee. Like go out of your way to connect with those people who make up your circle of friends and give some of yourself away, right? Like listen intently to what they're experiencing in their life. Um, Offer help and support when they need it. Because I promise you that web, that network will serve you like as the greatest gifts of your life, truly. As you grow, as you face challenges, the friends that I reach out to when I feel at my lowest are like my safety net. You know, when you like leap off the cliff. I know there will always be a soft landing because of my beautiful female friends. All right. The sixth thing, the sixth lesson um, is go for a walk. (laughs) You know, I came across walking as an actual thing, like a thing where it's sort of like this thing called walking is good. When I was living in California and my husband was really sick and I felt so overwhelmed and the best prescription for me was heading out the door for a walk. I'd head out the door for a walk. I'd walk. I would observe. I would just breathe and it felt like medicine. And, you know, since then, you know, I wrote this in 2011, but since then, the the virtues of walking have been exuded by medical professionals and um, mental health professionals and you know fitness professionals. Um, but like the power of walking is so profound, and it's so easy, right? It it gets you from point A to point B. It let it lets you explore the world in a way you could never do by vehicle or even a bike. And it's a great way to keep it real, like literally feet on the ground, one foot in front of the other, out with the people, right? I just love it. We are all just humans walking around this globe in the universe. That's what we are. And so don't underestimate the power of a walk. When you are feeling stuck, frustrated, lost, or overwhelmed, put on those shoes head out the door and go for a walk. It is easy, accessible, and so effective. All right, lesson number eight. No one will take care of you better than you. That is the truth. I saw a Mel Robbins reel um, recently on Instagram where she talked about how no one is coming to save you, right? And... That is one way of putting it, and it's true. No one is coming to save you. 
But I think another way of putting it is no one is going to care for you more than you can care for yourself. So this doesn't mean to close off to other people. Absolutely. When you feel helpless or unsure, ask for help from those that you trust. And, you know, sometimes that is a professional. I have done years of therapy and I know that I wouldn't be where I am today without it. But, and so it is so important not to feel alone and to create a support system around you. But know that in the end, you are the only one who knows what is best for you and can make that choice. And I really feel that I learned this because I went through situations that nobody else had been through the way I was going through it, right? So when my husband was sick and you know we were in our 30s and he was in and out of the hospital and he was on an IV for 14 hours a day and had an ostomy and all these issues... Nobody could tell me how to navigate that. People could support me, but nobody could tell me this is what you should do. You'll feel better if you do this. I had to get in tune with my higher self, with my inner voice, the the you know, the version of me that honors me and that respects me and wants me to thrive in spite of whatever challenges are coming my way. That is the person, that is the version of me that I relied on to take care of me. So just remember that no one will take care of you better than you. And so the onus is on you to listen to what you need, trust yourself, trust that you know what you need, and to go and make those choices to support that. So nine was no one will take care of you better than you. And then the last one, and it's interesting because I wrote this in my 30s, but I think it's almost more relevant now in my 40s, is forget perfection and pursue progress. You know, on Friday when I was speaking at the event that I mentioned, the Gather Society, most of the women in the room were probably in their late 30s um, into their 40s and 50s. And I think for a lot of the women there is this fear of not being not being seen as the expert um not being seen as you know having it all together and doing everything perfectly because of the years that have been spent building up a reputation or learning a skill or building a career but when you want to keep growing and keep evolving and changing and not being in the, in the same space, then we need to get comfortable with imperfection. We need to get comfortable with just being in growth mode and in not knowing mode. And that's where the fo- shifting the focus from perfection to progress is so critical. Like we need to, you know, set our visions on where we want to go and then measure our progress towards it versus feeling frustrated that we're not perfect at it right away. I mean, if we all waited for perfection, we would just be paralyzed, right? Unable to move forward. And I think that's exactly why many of you even listen to this podcast, because you feel a little bit of a sense of paralysis and you don't want to anymore, right? You want to set yourself free. So one of the ways of doing that is to focus more on progress, less on perfection. 
It's all about starting with the smallest of steps and then amplifying those and um, compounding and growing. And then before you know it, that thing that you were a newbie at, you will soon be an expert. So um, keep taking those small steps and don't ever stop. All right. Those were the eight beautiful lessons that I wanted to share with you as part of celebrating my 48th birthday. Wow. Um, Let me recap them really quickly because I think I may have skipped numbers uh, here and there. (laughs) So the first one was, lesson number one is know that you always have a choice. You can either change a situation, leave it, or accept it. Lesson number two is, Give yourself time to feel bad. The most productive thing you can do is to feel your feelings. Lesson number three, pretend you are the lead actress in a fun movie with a happy ending because even in that fun movie, sad times fall upon the lead actress, right? They always do, but it doesn't end there. So where is your ending? Where is your ending going? Lesson number four, Don't compare your insides to other people's outsides. Have your own unique vision for what you want to create in your life and focus on that. You don't know what's happening behind the scenes for people who seem like they have it all together. Lesson number five, cultivate and nurture your female friendships. Um, This one really needs no further explanation. Um, Connect authentically with other women because the power and support that will give you really doesn't parallel anything else. Lesson number, oops, (laughs) eight, walk a lot. Walk, walk, walk. Walking is the antidote to so much. When in doubt, put on your shoes, go for a walk. Lesson number nine, no one will take care of you better than you. Ask for help. Get support. Don't do it alone. I just talked about female friendships, but in the end, only you know what's best for you. Nurture that relationship with yourself so that you feel comfortable and confident with guiding yourself to a higher place. And finally, number 10, forget perfection, pursue progress. If we all waited for perfection, we would be paralyzed. And that's the last thing we want to do to ourselves. We want to keep growing and expanding. Focus on your progress. I love you so much, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and for celebrating my birthday with me. Um, If you would like to hear all 48 lessons learned, you can sign up for my email list. If you're not already on it, head to allur.ca forward slash Sunday slash slash note. So all you are.ca forward slash Sunday dash note, Sunday dash note. Um, that link is also in the show notes. So you can just scroll right down and click on it and, um, you can sign up right there and you will receive the 45, 48 <laughs> lessons that I've learned in 48 years. If you enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend. You can send them the link. You could also take a screenshot and share it um, on social media with a link to this episode. And if you haven't already taken a moment to subscribe to the podcast um, and to leave a review, if you would do that, it would make such a huge difference in allowing 
these messages to reach other women who really need to hear it. Thank you so much. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found inspiration and use this podcast to start stepping into all you are. To hear more about the podcast, follow me over on Instagram at Kana underscore all you are. Send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and leave me a five-star review. Until next time, remember to keep exploring what it means to be all you are.